This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast, your weekly podcast that helps you to, um, well, we've actually come up with a new tagline, which is optimize your SEO career. This is the podcast that will help you do that. So we will sort of um, give actionable tips, advice on different aspects related to personal development, career development, all of that lovely stuff. And we're going to put that all into a weekly half an hour podcast segment. So this week, I am very, very excited because I have a blimmin' wonderful guest joining me. I usually um, have Tasmin Sullivan with me, who is a life coach. But this week, don't have Tasman, but instead we have Claire Carlisle. Now, Claire is a local search expert at Bright Local and head of pencils at Claire Carlisle Marketing. Claire divides her time between writing courses and guides for Bright Local and working with small and medium-sized businesses and agencies, serving those businesses, helping them do better at local SEO. So welcome to to the podcast Claire. Hello and thank you very much for having me. It is wonderful to be here. That was a very long intro to me. It sounded quite difficult to uh, (laughs) say. (laughs) Well I wanted to make sure that I introduced you in the right way so now people know who you are. They really do, thank you. How are we doing? We are doing very well. The sky is blue, the sun is shining. I'm just sat in my little office speaking to one of my favourite people in the world. So how could it be any better? I mean, you are making me blush, Claire. Like, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. I suppose we should let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, today's topic is going to be work-life balance and how you can have an, a healthy one, basically. So so yeah, I thought you'd be great to talk to about this because obviously you've got experience of being self-employed, having your own business, but also dedicating time at Bright Local. So I thought it'd be a really good chat, really. So yes, um, are you excited for this topic? Yes, I am. Um, I think like, rather than saying that I'm like a person with specialist experience or knowledge in work-life balance, I think it's just my story in terms of like everyone, we're all aiming towards reaching something like that. And I've been self-employed 20 years. Um, 
and it's a bit of an iterative process trying to get there. So, um, yeah, I think I've, I've definitely got some tips. Right. Well, let's kick off then. Do you think it's harder to have a healthy work-life balance when you are self-employed? I think it, like most things, especially because this is obviously um, about SEO, is we have to say it depends. So it's a bit of yes and it's a bit of no. Um, I think in the past I would have been um, pretty clear on Yes, it can be more difficult because as um, a freelancer, as a self-employed person, there are lots of jobs and worries and things that you have to do um, outside the remit of, you know, if you think about if you had a a nine to five, whatever that looks like, if you're an employed person. Um, So I think the things that would spring to mind um, when someone thought about that is they might think about having to do your own marketing, um, worrying about from month to month what your um, income is going to be, Um, all of the pieces that you hold together as a self-employed sort of freelance person that you might not have if you're an employed person. But I think now with my um, a little bit more knowledge about the lived experience of other people that work for agencies or in-house is that that comes with its own challenges. Um, So it's not necessarily a straight well, you know, you get sick pay and you know what you're going to get at the end of every month when you have a start time and a finish time. It's not quite that simple, even if you are in. Yes, definitely. And I think it all depends, like you say, on um, the organisation you work for, um, what is required of you and what is sort of expected. Now, in the past, I've worked at places that are a bit more toxic, I suppose, where you're sort of um, expected to do um more than your sort of contracted hours but on a regular basis sort of thing Mm -hmm. so I suppose it's like a different sort of challenge isn't it yes so when you're self-employed you might feel there's other areas that you have to put more work in or um you feel pressures on different areas than if you are self-employed but I suppose it's about being mindful of that isn't it in sort of setting boundaries and putting things in place so you can have a a good balance between the two yeah definitely and As you were just saying that, I was thinking about when you just said um, that it depends upon, um, you know, the culture within that organisation or your management. Um, So your job as a a self-employed or freelancer is that, you know, you're you're the boss, you're the management. So it's up to you to put your own uh, systems and structure in place that you would hope to get from you know, the best boss, which is, you know, no working after five o'clock or whatever the things are um, uh, about looking after the workforce and, uh, you know, positive culture in the workplace. When you when you work alone and you're self-employed, it's up to you to put those things in place for yourself. Yes, um, I think we'll go into more of that later because, yeah, I think it'd be really good to sort of um, discuss actionable like tips and advice of how how you do that. Um, so my second question to you, what does having a healthy work-life balance mean to you um, and why is it important to you? So examples from your, from your experience. And... Cool, yeah. I think that... Um... It changes. Well, it has changed very much for me over the like the 20 years that I've been working um, in SEO. And I don't know if this is something that is very specific to SEO, just because that's what I've been doing for so long now, is that we um, sort of live and work in an industry that can be and is very all consuming. 
um, I just think of things like when I was a, a primary school teacher, although there was a lot of uh, learning to be done and lifelong learning, you know, CPD and stuff. I didn't want to read blogs about teaching while I was not working. Whereas in the early uh, years of me, like doing SEO and building my own agency and my own offering, it was really all consuming. And so that's when we talk about work-life balance. We have to work out what that actually means because sometimes um, work can be so pleasurable that, you don't mind doing 12 or 16 hours a day or whatever it is. So it's that working out what what is the work-life balance in your situation at that time. Because you'll find, you know, there doesn't there's not one answer to that because uh, it could be different according to seasonality. It could be different according to your stage of life or anything that's happening to you physically or mentally. Just to add to that point, I was just thinking that when you when you're doing something that you love, then you kind of have like blurred lines, don't you, between because mm-hmm. it yeah. might not feel like work. Yes. Because it's something that you enjoy doing yes. and the things that you're getting involved with. And I mean, yeah. is that an issue like or is it not an issue? Yeah, so that's one of the things because your question is, you know, what does it mean to you? So it's very much sitting down and working out what does that mean to you? So um, a healthy work-life balance for me 11 years ago was reading enough and spending enough time working um, for me to pay what I needed to but also for me to remain um, super stimulated by my work, which I was at the time and all the learning that I was doing. Um, and then the balance bit comes where you think, well, what are the other things that I need <laughs> to be doing in my day? Um, and that could be to do with the people that you live with. Maybe you're seeing your partner. Um, you know, you've got to eat, you've got to sleep, you've got to exercise, and then hopefully you'll have passions outside of work. And that's not even thinking about stress and you know, uh, related to like anxieties to do with work. This is just to do with the number of minutes that you have in the day. Um, and then when I was a parent or when I when I had a child, um, it was very, you know, it was totally different because you go from juggling your time in terms of, well, this is work and this is free time for me. And now you've got this third piece uh, of the puzzle, which is this is parenting. You know, it's neither. Yes. Thing. Sometimes it's not particularly pleasurable. Sometimes it's like another job. And so sometimes you might find that you'd actually rather be at work than at home. <laughs> Parenting is, yeah, 24-7, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't clock off on that. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you, you know, you bring other people into the mix, whether it's maybe because you're caring for somebody, it could be a partner, it could be a relative, it could be a child, then that's another big thing that's thrown into your life, that you need to have that balance. So that work-life balance, but also there are other things that we need to do that aren't necessarily pleasurable things that also need to be balanced into our time. Definitely. So I suppose what we're sort of saying is that what is important to you and what work-life balance looks like to you is always going to change. Yes. So it's always worthwhile um, making the time to sit down and sort of work out, okay, these are the physical, because something that I struggle with is I always think there's much more hours in a day or much more days in a week. And I often, because I'm cramming stuff in all the time, I always forget to put like a day out doing nothing or a day out. Do you you know what I mean? So yeah, because then if you don't do that, then you get burnout, you get stress and, and things like that. It's always being aware of what's important to you and being realistic, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So moving on then, what sort of 
signs do you reckon people can look out for um, that they've got a healthy work-life balance or they haven't? Is there any like sort of key indicators? Uh, I think that it, you know, going back to what we were saying before in terms of actually thinking about what it means to you, I'm a big fan of actually getting stuff written down because uh, otherwise you you find that, um, you know, what how you felt one day isn't how you feel the next day. And then you don't have a record of what it is that you're, I mean, a big, I'm a big fan of journaling. Um, and so I, not necessarily, I don't mean that to be a word that puts people off. I just mean uh, writing things down in a book. So you know what you're thinking and what you've committed to. So if you're feeling that, you know, this is what a healthy work-life balance means to me, it means working between these hours, being focused and productive during that time. It also means having room to, I don't know whether your thing is reading a book, making a meal, doing whatever the activity is that you're passionate about. So if you planned out what it means to you, then it's pretty easy for you to see when that gets broken. And that might be the sign that you don't have a healthy work-life balance because you're not managing to do the things that you said was going to be your healthy work-life balance. And then you've got all the normal mm. things that you would expect to creep in, like, you know, when you're experiencing stress, uh, you know, mental health issues, not sleeping, you know, not eating properly, not moving your body. I'd say that those are all um, indicators that maybe something has gone a little bit awry somewhere. Yes. So it's about being aware. I suppose you need to sort of know yourself as well, don't you? Yes. Because then if you know yourself, then you can sort of look out for um, any like worrying signs. Um, and you can also ask people's opinion, can't you? Um, so people that should be part of the, when you're thinking about who you want to spend time with or what's important, I think it's worthwhile having a conversation with these people and be like, okay, what does quality time look like for you? How... Oh. Yes. And yeah, so because I think sometimes what we do, like we just don't ask enough questions sometimes. No, and we go into our own heads. You know, I find this a lot with work and with home life things um, in that you you look at yourself and what you're doing, but you don't, you know, you, you hold yourself to a benchmark that either isn't... Um, you know, it's not correct because we don't have a massive insight into how other people are experiencing things. We might think that they're, you know, flying high and having, you know, hashtag best life. But if you yeah. actually find out how people are feeling, how they're managing stuff, it, it gives you a much better insight into, um, you know, your own expectations of, of, of how you're experiencing things. So, yeah, I think talking to other trusted people but not you know get you know some people you, you can feel so judged by people sometimes so that's why it comes down to making sure that you're speaking to the right people because you don't want to talk yourself into a situation where you feel even you know more crap about yourself because oh definitely else, you know feel you know well how do you manage to work an eight-hour day and make loads of money and then be the best parent in the world and you know also be an ultra marathon runner and prepare your own <laughs> vegan nut milk you know, you want, you want realistic goals, don't you? I, I've heard that you can even make vegan milk using potatoes now, Claire. So, well, you really, know, I tried to buy some hemp seeds yesterday to make some hemp milk, but they didn't have any. So what, did you make anything else instead? Or? I made myself a lovely turmeric 
turmeric uh, cashew milk. Oh, lovely. Turmeric <laughs> is a super uh, superfood, isn't it? <laughs> you see, but don't let, you know, if you're listening to this podcast thinking I don't make my own turmeric milk, um, you know, it's, it's you know, we're all, we're all doing our thing and trying our best. That's, that's the point I'm making here. And also people um, are, we tend to present the best, the best, version of ourselves so we're not seeing the behind the scenes yeah oh gosh yeah (laughs) because I do this all the time so obviously there's like wonderful um people within the SEO community doing loads of stuff all the time creating resources doing talks being really helpful for the community and I sometimes I don't know if I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here but I often um (laughs) compare myself to other people do you know what I mean I'm like I'm not doing that uh, do, do you know what I mean and even the things yeah. that you do do you forget and I think yeah. sometimes we need to and I think as human nature we kind of focus on the negatives don't we rather than oh, the positives yes. um, so if yeah. there's anything that you're not doing or a bad comment that you get or anything like that it's yeah. really hard to let that go but yeah. everyone gets that and I suppose what we're saying is we got to stop comparing ourselves if you're your own, if you're very harsh and you judge yourself very harshly I think we do, um, you know, idealise or look at other people's experiences and think that, you know, they're they're winning. Um, but the reality is everyone's feet are, you know, going 100 miles an hour underneath the water. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got to that bit, but being, <laughs> being kind to yourself is, is pretty important as part of the process. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I suppose when, because I've heard a couple, of, a couple of times now, journaling being brought up as a, a hmm. good thing to do another thing is writing down um three things that you're grateful every day yeah yeah, but I I think that like especially with journaling and with wellness journals some people might absolutely love it and some people might buy one and just go I don't like this I don't like this format I don't I don't like this enforced gratitude for everything so which is why you you know you can have a go at those things Um, and uh, or you can so if it's not working for you just free yourself from that format so if your journal just becomes lists of things and uh, scribbles about what you want to do that week or that month or that quarter then yeah personally I found you know I'm not very good at the structured stuff I like to do it as a uh, you write it down especially with like um, habit trackers and stuff so if you said to yourself this is what work-life balance means to me. And again, this shouldn't be um, another, you know, you making another rod to beat yourself with. So if you did a habit tracker and said, I need to do 20 minutes yoga every day, I need to drink two litres of water, you know, I need to do meditation with my child, I need whatever. Just let set the bar very low for yourself with regard to work-life balance and then track it over... A month whatever it is that you've said you, you need to do and then you can you know make a much better assessment of um you know what the what the blockers are which bits that aren't happening so it, it just helps you and it and again it's very iterative don't worry about writing something down that then doesn't make sense in a couple of weeks time or a month's time definitely and I suppose it's all about incremental changes isn't it in yes. making sure that you're heading in the right direction yes. um, and finding finding stuff that works for you um so yeah you might try journaling and think you know what this isn't for me yeah. but you're going to find a way of sort of that works for you in the end and you're not going to do that without 
trying some things first. Yeah, for sure. And the reason I keep, keep coming back to writing things down is just because um, otherwise, I mean, I'm a big fan of evidence. I don't know. I just need to see if you're feeling like you have an awful work-life balance, if you don't actually get that down somewhere, even if it's an audio, maybe you, you just record some audio for yourself. Um but yeah, it's that benchmark of what what you know what are you aiming for? Where where are the stresses and strains? And then um, considering the alternatives and how you can make changes. Mm. Um, and again, you know, it's tiny steps, isn't it? You're not gonna yeah. you're not you're gonna break through you know super quick. Well, you might do, and well done if you do. But that's um, <laughs> <laughs> on the back. It, it might just be small things, isn't it? Like uh, not thinking about work when you're at home for at least three evenings. Yes. Yeah. Um, it could be. And also don't compare. So when you put a plan or like write down or what, however you do it, don't then compare that to someone else either. Um, mm-hmm. Because remember, it's your own own journey. But yeah, it's all about starting small, isn't it? Like say, for example, um, you've got into a habit of working till six um, and you want to at the end goal you want to stop stop finishing working at five you could mm-hmm. do that by each day okay finish 10 minutes earlier finish 10 minutes earlier yes. do, do you know what I mean like there's yeah. all little small changes that you can do yes yeah okay so sticking on this then to end this sort of topic oh. because time is flying can you believe oh. it could you sort of provide like five ish doesn't have to be five but five <laughs> actionable tips that people can take away today that will help them on this journey of a healthy work-life balance okay so right we're gonna we're obviously it's it's the lucky number five and we're just gonna make these up right five tips wonderful let's do it I think number one take the time to ask yourself some questions so work out what it is that you're trying to solve or what your key frustrations are And you might even um, sit there and think about what does your ideal scenario look like? And then you're going to plan out the things that you need to change. That would be number one. Yep. And then paying attention to your own feelings as you go along. It's like we are not a constant. We're not always going to be the same. So we might be reaching our targets with regard, not time, don't, don't want it to be very target focused. But if you said to yourself, I want to have the free time to do um, this, and then you get that, but also revisit how is it making you feeling? Is that what you wanted? Yeah, so that's number two. Um, I think actually, you know, we're not going to make these changes just by, uh, well, we might do, it might be like the the, the law of attraction, just by um, like saying them, maybe it will happen. But we do need to actually work out what our tactics are to uh, get to where we're going to. So we need to work out what needs to change. And I really liked your idea of breaking it down. So if you're saying, you know, I need to finish earlier, and then you work out how you're going to do that. And it might be, well, it's 10 minutes every time, but it might be, um, I'm just I, I'm going to work smarter during the mm. time I'm going to get the same amount done but I'm going to I don't know use Pomodoro or something I you know the, you know this is a short session you can't go into all of those things but you have to actually work out what it is that you're going to do yeah where what number are we on I think we're number three oh. <laughs> or four oh. let's say we're number four number four two more and then right number four it's like uh well you need to make the changes don't you yeah you need to do the yeah. thing yeah and then um finally last one 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, number five. What are you going to do? You're going to um, keep track and you're going to revisit what what you've uh, the targets. And again, sorry about the targets thing, but that's just how I operate. <laughs> I've got my, I know what I'm trying to do. Um, what was the problem getting there? Um, what were the what were the blockers to that thing? And um, maybe you didn't get to exactly where you wanted to, but you got part way. You know, you got some of that free time. You managed to make it to those. I don't know. Uh, this thing, I'm really yeah. trite examples. You got to two of those Zumba classes you wanted to go to. So well done. These are all important ones, though, aren't they? Um, and... I'm just, these are all the things that I, I'm like, I wish I could get along to that Wednesday evening yoga. I wish I could do this. Uh, you will just do it and see if it works. And then what are the problems around that thing? And I know that we, and also we're, we're touching on this with regard to um, work-life balance from my position, which is a very privileged position um, in that I'm worrying about like, making nut milk or yoga or whatever you know some if, if you're if you've got a job where you know zero hours or what well, we're talking about seo aren't we so you know usually unless you've got some awful boss uh and culture within the workplace then hopefully that you can tackle and make these changes can't you but um, obviously everyone um has got their own struggles and the bits that they're they're working through. I mean, those those are great, great five five actionable things that people can take away and start doing. But and and yeah, and I suppose it's just don't just don't ever put pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. It it's not it's not a race either. Um, like with targets and stuff, don't feel like you have to put deadlines or anything like that. But then just just feel how you you best work some people do work better with deadlines some people don't work better with deadlines Mm -hmm. um find out how you can be more efficient because then yeah like for example um are you getting sucked in with emails can you sort of allocate okay I'm only going to look at emails um three times a day or um when you are doing a big project or if you need time to focus and that's when you put you um any sort of teams or slack or anything like that you put that on do not disturb um Mm -hmm. anything like that where you can work more efficiently it's going to have a better impact on your work-life balance um and yeah and it's it's going to be an ever-changing uh you're not going to just fix this the one time are you because you you're always going to develop and improve yourself you're always going to have obstacles and things that um like for example if you're self-employed you might get a demanding client um if you are employed you might get a boss who wants you to work all manner of hours do you know what I mean so it's just about it's an ever evolving sculpting thing isn't it? it it is and one little tiny final thought that I had which is very specific um, to our industry and to SEO is that feeling that you need to know all the things about everything yes. all the time. So that is something that is very specific, I think, to our industry in that you need to work out a way of um, managing that. So that was a thing that you know very much affected me um, a long a long time ago. Where I was like, well, I need to be a technical SEO, and I need to know about this, and I need to know about e-commerce, and I need to know about all the different CMSs, and I also need to know about reporting, and I need to know about schema, and I need to know blah blah blah. blah. It goes on forever, doesn't it? Then it does. I think that uh, niching down can be really um, helpful when you get to there and managing your own expectations about how yeah. many things that you can know, and and um, yeah, that that that's a top, that's a top tip. <laughs> 
And remember that you can always delegate as well. You don't have to do everything. Like if you can delegate, outsource, yeah. find someone within your team. Yeah then yeah that's a, a a way that you can work, work more efficient as well yeah and you don't need to know all the things just know you don't need you to know all the things <laughs> don't think anyone knows all the things I think well, we're all just blagging it aren't we I really think you do you do <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a blagger Claire that's uh, <laughs> hope oh, my no, boss well, isn't listening <laughs> your secret is so revealed <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Right, I'm very sorry to say this, but I'm going to have to call time on this episode. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Where can people find you, Claire? Well, on the interweb, I am (laughs) mostly on the Twitter at Claire Carlisle. Wonderful. And out in in the wilderness, out in the world? In the real life, yeah, in the real life, I'm at Bright Nessio sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and in Wales. In Wales. Oh, wonderful. Right. I would just like to say thank you very much for joining us um, for another installment of the SEO Mindset Podcast. Thanks again for Claire for sharing her knowledge. If you would like to get in touch with us in the podcast, there are many different ways. Um, we are on Twitter. Our handle is SEO Mindset Pod. The podcast also has an email address, which is the SEO Mindset Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to find me personally, I'm best on Twitter. My handle is at Sarah MCD UK, or as one of my dearest friends pointed out, Sarah McDuck, because that's what it kind of <laughs> spells out. I know. Wonderful. Uh, And then obviously Tasman Sullivan. So she's the other host of this podcast. And if you want to reach out to her, um, if you go to tasminsullivan.com, you can find all of her details there. Please do subscribe to this podcast and then you get notifications of whenever a new podcast is going live. And if you're feeling extra generous, you don't ask you don't get so please do give us a review any final last words of wisdom claire before we say goodbye oh be kind but just be nice to yourself and um or we'll be nice to you if you're not feeling very nice just drop us a line and we'll say nice things yes that that's a niche isn't it yeah there should be a company that just like gives out compliments to people for those having a down day authentic ones you know yes definitely definitely right should we say goodbye 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 and until next time